What up, everybody? Sultan of Strangles here, a.k.a. the Kimura King, a.k.a. the Ayatollah of Ankle Locks. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about Nogi Worlds, my seminar tour, tournaments, and a lot of other fun stuff. Um, Not exactly sure what the main moral of the story here is going to be, but we're going to figure something out, guys. Hope you guys enjoy the episode. Remember, my Instagram is at K-O-O-L-R-A-K. My school is at Immortals Jiu-Jitsu. My podcast is at Rambling with Rack. All right, guys. Check out my school website at ImmortalsJiuJitsu.com. I have a an instructional Sultan of Strangles scarf hold, the Camel Crusher. You can buy that on Teachable for $49.99. All right, guys, let's get this episode started. So the beginning of the story starts way before Nogi Worlds. Nogi Worlds was October 6th to the 10th, but this story starts way before then, all right? I did a New Breed, which is a local tournament, okay? It's a local tournament, but if you win, you get the nicest, like a nice heavy metal, like gold belt. It's freaking awesome. It's just like the UFC belt, like very good quality, okay? So when I do a grappling industries or a new breed, right, I'm going there. I'm trying my weaknesses. I'm usually pulling guard. Uh, I'm working on my... I'm working on getting better. I'm not really, I am trying to win, but you know, there's not much, there's not much at stake there. So, you know, I'm going there not to have fun, but to get better at jujitsu. A lot of these bums, a lot of these blue belts with CBD sponsors are like, bro, I'm not doing grappling industries. I'm not doing new breed. I'm not doing good fight. I'm not doing Naga. I'm going to do extreme basement challenge uh, and I'm going to win $500, bro. So they go to these stupid tournaments where it's like five other blue belts and yeah, you win $500. That's cool. That's cool. But you will never rise above that ever if that's all you do. Sub only tournaments where it's okay to get your guard passed and then you start with someone on your back for overtime. Like, I get it. Once in a while, it's cool. But you need to diversify yourself. Um, If we look at Emerald City, you know, people talk shit about IBJJF. The two finalists were both IBJJF guys. So, moral of the story is compete in everything. Don't just, don't pretend to be something you're not. Don't pretend to be important when you're not, okay? It was so fun. Funny, this bum hits me up on Instagram. Why would you pay money for a flight and pay to do IBJJF? I'm like, why do you not do anything with your life? These basement tournaments that you do, nobody gives a fuck about them. So anyway, I got off track. I did New Breed. I signed up for the heavyweight, ultra heavyweight, and the absolute. Okay. In the absolute first round, I go against this guy, Jason Park. Korean guy, jacked. But I see him in the corner before the match. He's on his knees literally praying to God. And I take a look at him and I'm like, I'm going to chew this fucking guy up. I 
look at his um, I look at his smooth comp he's done like two three tournaments like a grappling industries and a naga I'm like oh I'm gonna crush this guy doesn't have as much experience as me he's not even warming up he's praying he's dead so uh, we get on the mat I tie up with him super strong we're neck and neck I'm going for takedowns he's going for takedowns Um, at one point I had him in a body lock pass if I had just passed my knee and held him I would have won by points but he was just so strong and he got up every time now the main reason he beat me I don't care if I lose because of technique I don't care if I lose if someone's juiced up and stronger than me but no, no man will ever be tougher than me. I will outgrind every man out there. I'm just that tough. You will not outgrind me. I work way too hard. But this motherfucker outgrinded me. It was an eight-minute match. We get to mat. We get to the seventh minute. I'm looking at him. My legs are completely numb. My arms are completely numb. I am heaving. I feel like I'm about to have an asthma attack. I'm like, I can't. I can't anymore. I'm on my last wit. And he just kept coming at me, coming at me, coming at me. He ended up beating me by two points. And the main takeaway I got from that match is that it does not matter if you train twice a day, three times a day. If your cardio is not the tip top, you will lose. And, you know, my training partners, the Dan Her Death Squad, a lot of them uh, don't really, do, uh, the, the, like Gordon, Gary, they don't really do cardio outside of jiu-jitsu. But I feel like you must do cardio outside of jiu-jitsu. Because how hard you go is fully dictated on your training partner. If you want to fucking go hard, but your training partner doesn't, you're not going to go hard that night. But if you get on the rogue exercise bike and you want to go hard, you're going to go hard. The bike cannot tell you no. So that was the first takeaway. I had to get my cardio better. So, um, no gi worlds before that. New breed. Um, I lost in the absolute, as I mentioned, to Jason Park. And... I started my heavyweight division, which was masters and adult mixed. So I beat everyone in that division. Uh, it was a lot harder than I thought. They were tough dudes. And um, I ended up winning by points. And I won a nice new breed belt. And then I did the ultra heavyweight division. I went up against a guy who's 375 pounds. I didn't really have the right game plan. I should have wrestled them, but I pulled guard, and I just got smashed. I lost by a guard pass. Um, But my main takeaway from that tournament was that my cardio is not where it needs to be. And if I'm struggling like that, winning by points in a local tournament, chances are I'm going to get smoked in Worlds. So I was able to get a silver medal in American Nationals last year. I got a silver medal in Pan Ams. Uh, But after Pan Ams, which was in May, I was not as active as I wanted to be. The only thing I really did 
was uh, Emerald City, and that was a single match. I should have definitely stayed much more active. That's my own fault. I just was very busy running the business, building my businesses, that, uh, and also taking my students to tournaments, coaching. So if I could go back, I would, I would definitely do my regular once a month. So anyway, because of that, I got a little rusty, and that's not good. So next, um, I, I um, signed up for Nogi Worlds. And in preparation for that, I really took the conditioning part of strength and conditioning very, very serious. By the way, I'm driving to Cumberland, Maryland right now, and it's nighttime, and there's so much fog that I literally cannot see in front of me. So if I die making this episode, just know I love you guys. Um, What was I going to say? Nogi Worlds, yeah. I bought my ticket in August, August 20th. I bought my ticket for October, cheap plane tickets, Uh, did not get my hotel on time. Guys, if you want to be a serious competitor, you need to plan your tournaments months in advance. Oh, I don't have money for tournaments. Well, if you plan it months in advance, it ends up being pretty fucking cheap. If you help set up the mats, it ends up being pretty fucking cheap, okay? Uh, so, time for Nogi Worlds. I prepared like this. Um, I started taking the assault bike very serious. So, the Rogue assault bike is the best piece of equipment ever. What I'll do on that, I'll do 10 sets of 10. Uh, I have to be above 25 miles an hour for one minute. All right. So you want to get yourself to the point where you're heaving, where you could barely breathe. And because those are the points in matches where I have the most trouble. You know, I could go long marathon rolls, but it's those those explosive moments in tournaments where I feel like uh, I don't do as well as I should. So I do sprints on the bike. One minute over 25 then I do 30 seconds above 30 miles an hour. And those are really tough. I do 10 sets of that. So I was doing that three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then uh, Tuesday and Thursday, I would either do 20. Uh, I would do uh, two minutes above 20, which is not that hard. But I just took cardio very seriously. And uh, going into Nogi World, cardio was by far my greatest asset and I think that's what got that's why I did as good as I did in the tournament alright so now that I talked about preparation preparation usually train twice a day remember I have a full time job uh, and I have a school and I have a clothing company and I train twice a day so training twice a day six days a week Saturday's my day off plus the conditioning and the, and the weight training the weight training is probably the one part where I neglected a little bit I usually try to get in three to four days a week, but for this, I was going maybe once a week. Not good enough. So now let's talk about that tournament. So now that we talked about conditioning, let's talk about the trip. I always, I try to, uh, I try to um, buy my tickets and my hotel at least a month in advance to save money and to just be a responsible adult. But Worlds, they literally said... (laughs) It's going to be from Wednesday to Sunday. 
what belts are on what day, fuck you guys. <laughs> Just didn't tell us anything. Um, so I planned the trip from Wednesday to Sunday. And that's a lot of nights at a hotel. I was very, very just worried, man. When you spend this type of money on a trip, the biggest nightmare is losing first round. Imagine flying to Texas, getting a hotel, paying for the tournament, losing first round and going home. Do you understand how horrible that is? Thank God that has not happened to me yet, but the day it does, I'm going to blow my brains out. It's just that first match, I just fight with all my heart because I cannot lose, man. So it said a guy, Donald Marcelin from TriStar. TriStar is a sister gym to RGA, so we cross-train a lot. And I'm like, all right, so, you know, this should be no coaching, uh, friendly match. So I called a couple people, asked about him. They said he's really good. So now I'm scared. They said he's really big, really tall. I'm like, now I'm even more scared. And there's a possibility that my teammates will be coaching against me. So match one happened. Um, and yeah, my fellow teammate was coaching against me. So I guess I said, all right, I guess all bets are off. I guess this is a fight. It was a very violent match. Um, you know, heads did collide fists did collide it was wild but at the end of the day man he didn't complain i didn't complain it's a freaking combat sport it happens um i was able to win by a guard pass this guy was really really good the ref did not like me because during the match after i had scored my opponent goes come on and i said you come on immediately ref gave me a penalty then he gave me another penalty and another penalty for no reason then gave him points it was very close to getting dq'd that match so match number one was finished and one thing i don't like about the ibjjf man they if you're not brazilian you get no rest so they're like all right you gotta go again i'm like uh can i get some time to rest and I don't think I even got five minutes before my next match, man. It was so bad. Um, so my next match. Oh, by the way, one more thing. The scales were off easily eight pounds. No joke. The scales were off by eight pounds. And um, something needs to be done about something like that. That's wild. Eight fucking pounds. Come on. The venue was one of the most beautiful, huge venues ever. Texas is so beautiful. Everything's big. And it was so cool to see all my friends. Um, um, it was so cool to meet old colleagues and see everyone compete. It was cool. Second match, I go against this monster. Back and forth match. Um, I ended up winning that one too And that's the match that Flow Grappling put on their website On their page I got a lot of uh, love for that one um, One more match after that that I won And then I got to the finals um, The finals I went against some guy that out-wrestled everybody um, His name on Instagram is Manator Check him out And um, he out-wrestled everyone He took everyone down But what's really funny is that for me he pulled guard and after the match i asked him you know why'd you pull guard he said i see your instagram so he's probably saw me hyping myself up so much for wrestling 
<laughs> that he pulled guard. Very hard guard to pass. I almost had him a couple times. Um, and then there was, I think we were at the last minute, and my coach was like, shoot, shoot. So I shot for a fireman's for a high crotch, and he ended up getting me in a guillotine. Now, what I should have done is stay on the ground, peel the guillotine grip off, and I would have gotten two points to the takedown. Instead, I got up, and then he got an advantage for the submission attempt. Ugh, it was so frustrating. I kept trying to go back. He got another submission attempt, and I ended up losing by either one or two advantages. Literally the worst worst way to lose. My, my coach, Gary, told me, that if I won Worlds, I would have... This is at Purple Belt, by the way. Um, that if I won Worlds, I would have gotten my brown belt. So, yep. I missed my brown belt by one fucking advantage. And it was really terrible. The next day, Gordon Ryan came to hang out with me. Picked me up from the hotel. And he sees the guy that beat me. And what does he do? He takes a picture of him. And he puts the number one sign up. What a fucking asshole. So the next couple of days, I just relaxed, watched my friends compete, and um, it was awesome. I um, one day I'm in a Starbucks, and my cat, my my friend Cat, uh, bumps into me, and I'm like, "Is this fucking what is this? Is some crazy guy trying to fight me?" I looked, I'm like, "Wait, it's a girl!" And I'm wait, I know her, and it was my friend Cat. And the girl next to her, I just see this absolutely beautiful, beautiful woman. One of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life. And um, and we started talking. And you guys ask me who Mystery Woman is. That is her. Can't tell you who she is. But really cool, really cool person. We're talking. We're getting to know each other. And things are going really well. But... What's wild is we met randomly at a Starbucks that was nowhere near the venue. She happened to live in the state that I was doing a seminar in the next week. It's like, I hate the quote, everything happens for a reason, but man, everything, that that definitely happened for a reason. That really did happen for a reason. So I ended up getting second and this was the first tournament where I didn't have too much nerves and honestly at the end of it I didn't really feel anything you know if I win I usually feel great I feel adrenaline I feel like I grew as a person if I if I lost you know I'm depressed but you know it's still a learning experience for this one it was just like after it was all over I'm like, what the fuck am I doing, man? (laughs) It's like, I should be at home with a wife and kids, like, (laughs) freaking spending time having a family or so. I'm out here fighting random dudes in Texas. Like, what do I... Because you don't get paid for No Gi World. It's it's a a high-level tournament, but there's no money in it. So I'm like, why am I here? What the fuck am I doing? I couldn't even win either. So that took a while to settle in. And then what happened the next week when I was in Maryland, it was cool. You know, I was rec- I was I was introduced as Nogi World Silver Medalist. I had a sem I had four day I believe four or five days of teaching classes. 
at Bauerhaus MMA in Maryland, and um, and that was awesome. Mystery woman from Texas. As I said before, everything happens for a reason. We met in Texas, found out she lives in Maryland. So I'm like, hey, come, come, come take one of my classes. And she did. And we became even closer friends. And then I had two other gyms. One gym reached out to me to do a seminar with them. Another, uh, Rioma Academy in Frostburg in the mountains of Maryland. Such a beautiful, beautiful town. It was so cool to go there and meet them and teach them, you know, body lock passing and heel hooks. I also did a seminar at Spectrum Jiu-Jitsu in West Virginia, just traveling to all these people, uh, to all these places and, you know, having my accomplishments recognized. It really made me feel great and, and it really reminded me why I do what I do. You know, you have to put in the sacrifice, you have to put in the pain and time and you will reap the rewards uh the seminars um did very well sold some merchandise met a lot of amazing people uh and and it made me realize like now i know why i did the tournament now i get to reap the benefits um my friend sean and i um gave me some venison we went out shooting it was a really wonderful experience. So I was gone from home for two weeks. When I got off, uh, I took a plane ride from Texas, landed in New Jersey, and within an hour, I had to get in a car and drive four hours to Maryland. So it was a very busy. <laughs> it was a very busy Sunday night for me. Um, now with seminars, what's really cool is you know when you teach your students, they know you. Okay. Uh, they know what you've done. When you do a seminar, it's a lot of new people. They haven't met you before. So you have to introduce yourself. You have to introduce, you know, talk about your accomplishments. Um, and you have to sometimes change your teaching style. I'm a very hard-nosed teacher. I yell at my students. But when you're at a seminar, you can't yell at people. They don't understand something. So that was kind of a challenge for me. You always have to be nice, which I was. And it was really cool to just train with different people in different styles. So my students have a very RGA, you know, John Danaher style, plus a lot of wrestling. But then I see a lot of other people just coming at me with different styles. And I'm like, holy shit, this is wild. So the whole Maryland trip was amazing. And it really made me grateful for what I did in Texas. One, one amazing thing about the whole experience, Texas and Maryland, was um, I'm starting to get some notoriety, which is cool. I was walking around with Gordon, and, you know, everyone would fucking stop him and be like, oh, can I get a picture? Can I get a picture? But uh, there were about 50 people who stopped me and like, oh, shit. Sultan of Stregles, could I get a picture? And I'd be hey, 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 Gordo, do me a favor, take a fucking picture, would you? Like I'm the star and he's my assistant. Um, and if you listen to this podcast or follow me in other any way, you know that I always take the time to say hello, how are you? Uh, if if you have an Instagram, I make sure to follow you. Uh, Facebook, follow you. Once you think you're higher than mighty and your shit don't stink, that's when the ship starts going down. Um, I always, if someone stops me, 
I make time to talk to them and not just a hello, actually talk to them. You would, you'd be surprised how far that goes. And I don't just do it to build my brand. I do it because that's just the type of person I am. You know, the people in my life, I'll never forget, I was seeing my favorite band, Tyr, or Toir. It's, um, it's a heavy metal, like, folk, progressive uh, band, Viking metal. And I remember the uh, lead singer, Harry Johnson. I was 23 years old, a 23-year-old idiot. And I see this guy in the back. I'm like, hey, I'm your biggest fan. Hey. And he literally stopped what he was doing. He was in the back hanging out with, like, you know, hot chicks and uh, fan fangirls. He literally stopped what he was doing to come talk to me. And me and him ended up becoming really good friends. And... Uh, that impacted me forever, man. I'm like, man, that had such a big impact on my 23-year-old self that I am definitely gonna, I'm really going to, um, <clears throat> if someone expresses any interest in me in any way, I'm always gonna give them the time of day. And that takes me to my next point. It's no surprise that I'm able to sell the merch that I do to sell the instructionals that I do uh, is because I make the time to talk to people and what's really cool is I get a lot of people stopping me for jujitsu the school but man I had a lot for me being on the Nikki Rod podcast but man people are stopping me for this podcast now like hey I listened to your competition prep episode it was awesome and man that means the world to me sometimes I I'm not too motivated to make episodes on here I'm like what the fuck what, what's this gonna amount to What's the point? And then you guys really, uh, when you come up to me and you tell me how much the podcast has impacted you, it really, really makes my day. Um, so I'm in Austin, Texas right now. I've been here for the last three weeks, and it is now the day after Thanksgiving. I thought that this episode was already published and done with, but now I look back and I realize I never released it. But... um Usually, I would just do an outro and go, but man, the last three weeks of my life have been the craziest three weeks ever. For those of you who don't know, my team split into two, into New Wave and B-Team, and I was praying to God that I would never have to come to Austin and I'd never have to pick sides. I could just stay in New Jersey and do my own thing, but... I had a huge opportunity with flow grappling in Austin. So I was flown out here and I've been out here for three weeks now working on some cool stuff for you guys. Um, the The future is very bright for me and for Immortals Jiu Jitsu. I'm very excited. Um, things are about to blow up and... Um, it was cool. I was just at the gym and someone, it's cool. Like usually it's like, Hey, I saw your match, but lately it's been, Hey, I love your podcast. And I'm like, it only has like seven and a seven and a half thousand listens. So I'm like, that's, that's nothing compared to a lot of these other guys like Joe Rogan who gets millions of listens. And I'm like, no one probably, no one knows me, but then you guys come, say hi, you motivate the fuck out of me, and uh, it, it gives me motivation to keep going. 
So just wanted to end this episode on a positive note. The next episode is most likely going to be about ADCC trials, about my experience in Austin, and about what's coming for Immortals Jiu-Jitsu. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Hope you had a wonderful time. I'm very grateful for all of you. And don't forget, you can find me on Instagram at K-O-O-L-R-A-K. You can find me on my school, Immortals Jiu-Jitsu, at Immortals Jiu-Jitsu, ImmortalsJiu-Jitsu.com, and the podcast page. Um, Looking forward to speaking with y'all, and have a wonderful day.